0: Amen. And that's what we looked forward to, right? That's what we hold on to, uh, not just some new politician or new leader that comes along, that they, they fade with the wind, but uh, the Word of God stands sure, stands the test of time. And if we can hold on to the promises in there, we know that we're going to see them come to pass. Amen. And that is uh, good for us all, and ultimately it's good for the world. While the book of Revelation doesn't paint a great picture at the end, we know that it doesn't end with all the the horribleness, but uh, it all ends with a new heaven and a new earth. Old things are going to pass away, and that's where uh, it all leads to and points to, and that is going to be great for uh, those that are obedient to the word of God. But uh, until that point, until that day comes, we all have a duty to do our best to live by the Word of God and to follow it each and every day. Amen. And look to Him because the world is a messed up place. And uh, the, the Bible talks about how uh, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness. Uh, and. You know, growing up, you hear about the, that verse and it, it didn't really manifest itself. But we can look out there nowadays and you can see how the world is calling good evil and the evil is good. How the evil is being praised and paraded around uh, and the good is being uh, ridiculed and, and mocked at. So we are living in the perilous times. We are living in the end times. That means we are that much closer to the return of our Lord and Savior. We got to make sure that we are living right, that we are doing good and following good, that we will not be overcome of evil but overcome evil with good. We need to make a stand in these last days for goodness, for righteousness, for the Word of God uh, because that is going to prevail Amen. And so Jesus says uh, that uh, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart. And so we got to make sure that we are doing living by the word of God because by our fruits the people are going to know. Right. By your fruits, people can tell what kind of fruit that you have. And we need to be giving off good fruit. We need to be exploring and and, uh, expelling righteousness and, and holiness in our lives. That way when people see us, they know that there's something different about us. It's okay to be different in these last days, right? It's okay to stand out and stand apart from the world because that is what God has called us to do. And so in the days where uh, good and evil are having its battle uh, each day in the court of public opinion and in the court of the world, uh, sadly, evil, as we said, is, is being uh, cherished. Uh, they don't package it like that, but that's really what it is, right? We don't want it to be seed be deceived by any kind of wrapping paper. We know what really is evil and we need to call what evil is evil and good is good. Amen. And so good and evil are... Uh, battling out in these last days, but I 'm thankful that we serve a good God, right? When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he 's done for me, right we get happy we got we've got a plenty of reasons to be thankful for, even when it gets bad, even when it gets hard times come, God is still good. God is still faithful. God is still going to be there for his people. amen because we serve a good God. and so we know that good. Fights against evil, and evil fights against good. And so evil is the, the enemy of good, and good is the enemy of evil, and they are opposites. But uh, there, is, there was a book written a few years ago uh, where uh, the author brings to light about how we all, we all strive to be good. And obviously, we all should strive to be good, right? Uh, because it's better than being evil. Sadly, there's uh, there's people out there who want to do evil, but they just need to get a hold of the Holy Ghost, and God will turn them around, and they can still be do good for the Lord. Aren't you thankful that God got a hold of you? That all those evil things that we were doing, we're not doing those anymore. That we are uh, given our instruments uh, and our vessel for righteousness, that which was for unrighteousness and so we're all striving to be good and we all need to be good but the question is what is good right we all we all can maybe argue or arm wrestle about what is good and we all have our, our own idea of what is good and sadly it's not our opinion that matters it's what the word of god says is good right Amen. I've come across people, and I'm sure you come across people too, who believe that all you got to do to get to heaven is to be a good person, right? I've had them tell me that. And who's, who's going to argue with that, right? We, you you got to be good to go to heaven, right? Uh, that's, that's a bare minimum. God's not going to allow anybody, any, any evil person to go to heaven. So you have to be good to go to heaven, which is, which is true. But sadly, there's no verse that says that right? Where's the scripture verse says, you got to be good to go to heaven. But there is many other verses that explain and, and tell you what good means, And really it boils down to uh, being good and being a good servant is being obedient to the word of God and submitting yourself to the word of God. So whatever definition we may come up with, we have to surrender that to what the Bible says uh, is the way to heaven. And Jesus says in John chapter 3, not 316 yet, but John 3 and 3 through 5, it says you must be born again in order to get into the kingdom of heaven. You've got to be born of the water and of the spirit. You've got to get baptized in Jesus' name if you want to get into heaven. You've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost, evidence and speaking in other tongues if you want to get into heaven. Yeah, you're gonna to have to be a good person, but also Jesus says you got to do a little bit more, you gotta go beyond and being a good person, you got to get born again, you gotta get the Holy Ghost and baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. You gotta get the Spirit of Christ inside of you because without the spirit of Christ we are none of his and he's coming back for a church that is filled with his spirit filled with the Holy Ghost clothed with righteousness from above amen and that goes beyond our standard definition of being good right you got to be good to go to heaven but Jesus says you got to be born again too and so sadly, people uh, latch on to the idea of being good and they can make themselves be a good person if I, I can convince myself that I'm a good person. You can convince yourself you're a good person, right? All the people in prison, they're all innocent. They're all good people, right? They convince themselves of that. They don't deserve to be there, as they say, right? So all that, that's the issue with good is that uh, we all can have our own idea, but Jesus says to those that are well done, thou good and faithful servant, uh, come and enjoy the, the treasures of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. Uh, and that means you've got to be more than just good. You've got to be a good servant, right? And a servant is, is not in charge. A servant is not in charge. A servant is subservient to somebody that is greater. A servant is 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 uh, is at the beck and call of the king, and it's it's the king's will that is do, being done, not not the servant's will or the servant's idea or the servant's opinion. So you got to be good, but you got to be a good servant, and that means being obedient to the word of God. And so if you have not repented of your sins, uh, that's going to make you a, even a better person than you are now. Repentant of your sins and if you haven't been baptized in Jesus name you can do that today Jesus says you need to do that he commands you to do that in order to see the kingdom of heaven uh, and so if you haven't been baptized in Jesus name amen we have robes and we have warm water a lot warmer than this atmosphere so it may not be a bad place to go right amen and so if you've been baptized in Uh, In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, no name has been spoken. Why do we do all things in in the name of Jesus except people baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost? There's no name mentioned there. Uh, There's power in the name of Jesus. And so you need to get baptized calling upon the name of Jesus as you were baptized. Uh, And so if you've been baptized, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, uh, I would encourage you to get baptized in the name of Jesus Amen. Because that is calling upon that life-saving name. Amen. 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 And so we need to strive to be good and uh, do our best. But uh, this author, Jim Collins, the book is titled Good to Great. And so while everyone is striving to be good, and we all need to strive to be good, he, he expands the horizon in, in our minds, and he, he, he's provoking us to think even further beyond good. Well, what's beyond good? Well, greatness is beyond good. Greatness is good to the next level. And as much as we, we, we strive to be good, we want to do everything good, of which we need to, uh, we, can, we need to understand that there is more that is beyond good, and that is greatness. Uh, and he says, as he provokes our thinking, he says that uh, while evil is the opposite of good, the enemy of greatness The enemy of greatness is not evil. The enemy of greatness is good, is good. Good is the enemy of greatness because once you get good, you think that that's it. There's no, there's no more else to go. I don't, I don't need to go beyond where I'm at. I'm already good. And so what he says, what prevents so many businesses and, and people from being great is because they get stuck at being good and thinking that good is good enough. While while good may be good enough, if there is something else beyond that, why would we not strive for that? Why would we want to not go beyond goodness and reach a grab, go behold and grab a hold of something that is great? Uh, but we have to realize that there is something beyond being good and that is greatness. obviously that that he's right his audience is more to the business world and development and leadership and those things but uh, the good the Bible uh, the Bible encapsulated all in good and evil uh, but we know that God is good but we know that God is great right he's, he, he fulfills it all uh, and so, I want to talk to us today about going beyond where we are at today and in this year 2024 uh, not settling for what is good but going and reaching forward for something that is great something that is greater than what we experience right now and even greater than what we can even imagine but we have to uh, we have to subscribe to the thought that there is something more out there uh, than what we have right now or even our, our grand plans and our grand scheme God God can do so much greater than what we can even imagine or think. And so let's not put any limitations on God this year. Let's not put any limitations on us this year. Let's take off the shackles of our minds and our imagination and say, God, we want to go beyond this year, beyond whatever we can imagine and see uh, that God can do something greater than we can ever see. And, and so we have to Uh, Strive to be good. We cannot get stuck at being good. We got to keep on pursuing and keep on taking the next step because there's always another step. There's always some more room to grow and to take. Doesn't matter how long you've been in church. If you've been uh, born in the church and you're 103 years old, there's still more out there. There's still something beyond that God has for you. And so we don't want to settle where we're at. We want to keep striving for something beyond where we are at. And as long as we... are striving then we can keep on pursuing after what that is but as Jim Collins said good is the enemy of great because so many people are satisfied with good and that is that can be the danger of of good, or the danger of progress, or the danger of growing uh, to a next level, is that uh, we can get satisfied with that and complacent. Like, hey, I, I've done it, and, and we're we're not to, uh, not talking down about the growth and progress. We need all of that, but the danger with that is that we can we can um, we can settle there and, and and be complacent at that place when really there's so much more beyond that, and we have to realize that. Uh, while we're we're here and that's good, we still want more. We still want more of God, more of more miracles, signs, and wonders. Even though we can see them and they happen, uh, I want more from God, and I want more from my walk with Him, and I want more for this church. Or, but we have to realize, hey, we can't stay here. It's good to be here. This is a good place. But let's not settle for good. Let's strive for something beyond that. Let's strive for greatness. Let's strive for the unknown, the miracles of stepping it out of the boat and to see what God. has has in store beyond where we are or where we can think we can go. And that was where we see here with Abram uh, in our text today is that God had called him while he was in the Ur of the Chaldees. And our text tells us him leaving the earth of the Chaldees, which is a good thing. You're, you're headed there towards Canaan. You're going uh, in the direction that God has called you to, and that's good. We're, we're applauding you, Abram, and we're, we're happy for the progress that you're making in your life. But uh, the Bible tells us that they get to a place called Haran, and it seems like they settled there. We're not sure how long it was, but long enough for his father to die there in Heron. And uh, uh, what what can end up being a pit stop, if we're not careful, can end up being a place where we begin to settle and get a little bit more comfortable. That's the danger of kind of slowing down and, and, and taking a pit stop, as if we can get distracted. We can say, this is a good place that I'm at. And of course... If you're going in the right direction and if you're growing in in God, of course, every step that we take is going to be a good place. It's going to be better than where we were. Not saying that we were in a bad place, but just growing in general. Every new step and every new level and every new dimension is a good place. And it's a, a place worthy to celebrate and to be happy about the progress that you made. But it's not the place to set up camp and say, let's stay here a while. Uh, this seems like an uh, a good place to camp out and to live here for a little bit. Uh, that's where the dangers can come in, as we see here, as Abram was living in Haran when had when God had called him to the land of Canaan. I don't know where God is leading you and us, but I know that. It's it's more than where we are right here. It's beyond this place. It's beyond this level that you are with God. God wants to take you to a deeper level this year. He wants to take you beyond where we are, where we are comfortable with to step outside and say, "God, I know that there's something more for me." There and, and and it's not that I'm in a bad place right now, but I know but there's something greater out there and we got to reach and strive for that. And so why would we settle to live in Heron? When God has called us to the promised land, why would we want to hang out in Haran uh, longer than we have to when there's something greater available out there? And that's that is where Abram here is in our text that he was living in Haran. And then God spoke to him uh, again in Genesis chapter 12 and says, get out You need to keep on moving, uh, Abram. I'm here to celebrate. I'm glad what you're doing. You've left the Ur of the Chaldees. You're making progress, and that is great. But don't settle in here. And I got to call to you again. I got to speak to you again. Uh, Let's keep on moving forward and let's not settle for these little victories. I want a great big victory and, and even more after that. But that makes sure that we keep on going. And striving for what is beyond. Amen. Uh, How many are are blessed? Live a blessed life. But uh, we know that there is more available out there. uh, And so that's going to take us saying, God, thank you for what you've done for me. But I'm still hungry for some more. I don't want to stay here and get comfortable here. I'm going to strive and reach for more. uh, And that's where we begin to take that next step. uh, And to see what God has in store. And so as long as Abram was in Haran, he would have not inherited the the promised land because he settled for Haran. Thankfully, we see that he did not stay there, that he kept on moving and going beyond Haran into the land that God had called him and was given to his ancestors. And we we see this happening in in many instances in the Bible where uh, the children of Israel, when they when they came out of Egypt, uh, put in a timeline on it, they kind of skipped across the wilderness uh, maybe a year or two uh, till they got to the Jordan River where God uh, was getting ready to fulfill the promises of being, uh, giving them that land that is flowing with milk and honey. Uh, but once they reached the promised land, uh, they decided that they could not and would not go in and so God took them back to the wilderness where it took them 40 years to get out. The same wilderness where they it took them two years or so to get right across from it. Now all of a sudden they are there at the same location, the same terrain. Uh, and either you can get through it in two years or you can get through it in 40 years. You decide, Israel, what plan, what route are you going to take? And they decided to take the 40-year route to get through that because once the boundaries are set, once you say this is as far as we can go in your mind and in your life, that really is the furthest you can go. You put up a wall, you put up a chain, a barrier uh, that you cannot go past that because you have declared that this is as far as I'm going to go and that is what happens when people reach a good place. They say this is is good enough for me and I'm going to stay here. But by declaring that and doing that, all of a sudden, your progress can become a prison. Your progress can become a prison because if you don't see beyond where you're going, then you're going to be in the same place uh, for however long it takes you to realize, hey, there's more out there. There's something beyond these walls. There's something beyond uh, where we are. And so all that you can do inside your prison is to walk around in circles. As the children of Israel did, they walked around the same place. For 40 years that it took them two years to walk through walking around in circles and uh, you get nowhere and all that time and you can go you can go on a 40 year journey or you can do a one year journey 40 times. It all depends if you see anything beyond where you're at. If you, if you don't see anything beyond or, or, or want to reach beyond or go beyond where you're at, we're going we're gonna to walk around and do the same kind of journey, the same kind of situation. Not saying it's bad; it could be good. But you could have good for forty years in a row, or you can reach forward for something great to break through the barriers, and to break through the bondage, and to tear down the walls, and the imaginations, and to cast all those things down. What is beyond what God, ha- what we have here? What is out there that we got to strive for? But we got to be able to believe and want-, and want to reach for that. Otherwise, we can have the same old thing time after time as a, as they did in the wilderness walked around the same journey year after year And it wasn't until that barrier in their mind broke down that they said, let's get out of here. Let's cross the barrier. Let's cross the Jordan River. We don't care what's on the other side. We don't care if there's giants or who's out there. We want to break out of this prison of our mind and our life. And that's what God wants to do to somebody today, to break down our mindset, to say, hey, there's something beyond where you're at, where you're living. There's something more for you. It doesn't matter if you've been a saint, a perfect saint, for 80 years there's something that God has for you today if you're willing to reach for it and get a hold of it God will give it to you I don't want to go and repeat the same year after year after year even if it's good that's I mean it's still good but uh, it can get old after a while isn't it uh and so keep looking for something more and something beyond where we're at uh, and so, every time that we reach the end, every time that we are th- we think that we are at capacity. Uh, God doesn't want us to stop in the sit-up camp. No, he's saying go beyond, keep on stepping out in faith. Sometimes you got to step out into the unknown that you don't know the details of the or all the circumstances. But hey, uh, let's let's take a step forward and see what happens because we already know what's going to happen if we stay here, right? We're going to walk around in the same circles and same things. But hey, let's step out into the unknown and go beyond and let's just see. What is out there? And that's what the children of Israel finally did. And they invaded and they got the land of milk and honey. uh, And they saw the promises of God come to pass in their life. Uh, And in the wilderness, in the wilderness, you don't own anything. But in the promises of God, God gives you all these things that you can inhabit and hold on to. Why would you just want to walk around with a backpack your whole life when you can set up roots somewhere where God has established and calling you to go to? And so let's not settle for some good place. Let's go beyond that and reach for the greatness that God has in store uh, for you and me and this church. And funny enough that even when they were... Uh, breaking out of the promised land and getting ready to invade and, uh, the, the, uh, the promised land, breaking out of the wilderness and getting ready to invade into the promised land and, and get all that, uh, inherit all of that land. Even still, there were the tribe of Reuben, the tribe of Gad, and tribe of, half the tribe of Manasseh. They said, hey, this land here is good. We're, we'll, we'll stay here, right? I mean, it, it, it kind of boggles my mind a little bit how you've heard for four five hundred years about the land that God is going to give to your ancestors, and, and, and you're, you're, you're just about there. You're on the brink of that, and uh, you can see it, and you touch it, and they actually go and help them and, uh, to, the, to defeat the inhabitants. Uh, but even before the land and the victory is declared, they said, hey, we like this land on the other side. Right, I mean, technically, I guess it's uh, whether it's in the boundaries or not, but uh, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, why would I want to set up what's over here? Even though on this side of the Jordan, it was good, obviously, it was good because they said, we want to stay here. Let Give us this land as our inheritance, and we'll help you go and fight the... Uh, inhabitants over there why would we want to settle for here when it it got us something even greater on the other side if we can just pass through the barriers that show up whether whether they're rivers or giants or or demons or devils uh god is for us and who can be against us right and god's going to help us tear down every wall uh, and get victory over it if we're willing to go and fight for it uh but two and a half tribes said no this is good and we want to stay here. And so uh, they, that is part of the land that they inherited. And I believe, uh, I believe if uh, my memory serves me correct, that uh, those tribes were some of the first ones who get defeated and wiped out. Right? Maybe because they settled for good when they could have said hey we're not saying even though this is good I want to get something I want to go deep into the promises of God I just don't want to stand on the shore or, or get my feet a little bit wet but it's time to wade out into the deeper waters right where where there's more beyond where we are at than just getting an ankle deep or or knee deep but let's go out to where we can't even touch the bottom and see where the Lord leads us this year and, and go beyond the, the banks of the river the banks of the promises and what good is smelling it and touching it a little bit let's just jump in and get and see where the Lord takes us but I know wherever that is I know it's beyond where we are at right now and we got to be willing to say yes Lord lead me yes Lord I'm willing to be a vessel yes Lord I'm willing to step out and to go where you had calls uh, are calling us to go beyond this place And so while we admire Abram for his journey, we we know that at times he did stop and, and settle for a little bit. Uh, And and at times, obviously, we do do need to rest and recoup and recover, but we we need to do that with the mentality that this is not going to be my final place, right? Uh, This is not the final destination that I'm still moving. I may stop for a rest and a break for a little bit, but I'm not putting any roots down. I got to keep on traveling. I got to keep on traversing through uh, what lies ahead because we know that there is more beyond where we are today. And even in the, the New Testament, we see how God began to do great things that began to uh, rework the thinking of even His own apostles and followers and uh, and disciples. How uh, in their minds, this is the way it was going to be, and this is where, uh, and this was good, and. Uh, but god had something beyond what they can even imagine and it had come up against some barriers in their life uh traditional barriers and uh and teachings that and doctrines that 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 can put up walls in your minds and you can't think beyond those things that's what uh, strongholds are is that they, they get a hold of your mind and you can't see beyond that you can't perceive beyond that and so that's why Paul says we need to cast down every imagination right you start pulling those things every high thing uh, is brought down and every thought is taken captive to the obedience of Christ once you break down all of those things your mind can be released and then you can see and be- begin to believe that hey there is something more beyond where we're at now and even though the, where we are right now may be good we got to understand and believe that there is something even greater out there amen and we see in the in the book of acts as as the holy ghost was poured out and uh, uh, second chapter, the birth of the church. And uh, let me tell you that there's only one church. There's only one biblical church, and that is the book of Acts church. I know there's tons of churches on the street, tons of churches all over town with different names and all these things. But there is only one true church, and that is a book of Acts church, Acts 2.38, where Peter stood up and said, you need to repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins." And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, right? That is the message of the first sermon of the church, and really that is the only message, right? Once you do that, you begin to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and and you, you see that after Peter stood up and preached that, what happened? People believed and they were baptized, and then what does it say? About 3,000 souls were added to the church. So you cannot separate church in Acts 2.38. You cannot separate church and and repentance and and baptism in Jesus' name and and filling of the Holy Ghost and speaking of the tongues. You can't, if you don't have that in your church, you're not in the right church because there is only one church and that is the Acts 2, uh, the Apostles' Doctrine Church. We stand upon the the apostles doctrine Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone amen so you need to find a church that preaches acts 238 born of the water and of the spirit because there is no other church out there every other church is up as some kind of man-made church where they insert and they take away right Jesus did not intend for there to be 3,000 denominations of christianity there's only one church back then. What happens, man gets involved and all of a sudden they get upset. I'm going to start my own church. Well, you got to make sure you're aligned with the Word of God. Otherwise, you're, you're, you're leading and deceiving people. Uh, and so that's why we don't care uh, what kind of accolades or what kind of, what kind of degrees people have. The only thing that matters is what's in the Word of God, right? That's all we can stand upon is the Word of Truth. It's the truth that's going to endure. It's the truth that's going to set us free. It's the truth of the Word of God that's going to get us from this place to the next place. And to go beyond, you got to have a hold of the Word of God. So it don't matter what your opinion is. Again, we're all good people. And all good people are going to heaven, right? But only the good servants, right, that realize, hey, i got to submit to the Word of God. Amen. And so... Uh, we pray that if you're here, that this is can be your church because, hey, we preach the truth. We preach the word, of the good, the bad, whatever the Bible says. That's what we go on. We're not going on off some kind of creeds or all uh, or the kinds of doctrines and, and all these church history stuff. There's only one church history, and that's the word of God, right? Acts chapter 2 begins the history of the church, so we don't need all these other opinions or, or these saints and all these people. Hey, just read the book of Acts, and you get an idea of what the church Church is like and what it preaches and what it should teach right? Oh, Amen and so here 3,000 souls were added to the church in Acts chapter 2 uh, and uh, that's a great thing, a good thing and then we begin to see in uh, chapter three miracles start happening and uh, the church begins to uh, have have problems and issues growth problems which is a good thing. that's a good place right? having growth problems. Uh, and dealing with the widows and and those that are serving tables and things that uh, experience with with growth that that is a good thing. Uh, and revival has been happening in Jerusalem, and they are. Uh, kicking down barriers and doors and, and people being born again and, and lives are changing and the fire is falling in Jerusalem and the church is growing and expanding and uh, all of this is good, all of this is part of God's plan uh, except for the fact, except for the fact that in their eyes they could not see beyond Jerusalem, Right? They were in a good place. They were in a good place. Revival was happening in Jerusalem. But Jesus told them in Acts chapter one, verses eight, that they should be witnesses unto him in Jerusalem. All Judea, Samaria, and in the uttermost part of the earth. And so, the, the first part, man, they're out, they're on point. They're they're going down to, They're having revival. It's a good place, a good thing. Uh, but the problem with, with progress, and uh, if you're not careful, is that you can it can become a prison, like I said. And uh, and so, if they were just so they were so inward focused about Jerusalem that they forgot about the other part of the prophecy that Jesus told them. The reason I'm giving you the Holy Ghost is to go to the other places. It seemed like nobody was going to the other places. And so what happens in chapter 8 is that a man is comes to the top by the name of Saul. He begins to persecute the church. And as much as we want to blame the devil uh, for Saul and, and that, it seems kind of like it was part of God's plan to send Saul to persecute the church because what happened with the persecution is that hey we're not staying here in Jerusalem we got to start spreading out we gotta, we're got we leaving here we're going to Judea we're going to Samaria and we're going to the othermost part of the earth well sure enough and that happens to fulfill the other part of the prophecy in Acts chapter 1 and 8 and so the persecution helped break down the barriers that were in their minds to, hey we got to go beyond here not saying that this is a bad thing or What's going on again? Revival was happening in Acts chapter two, and revival was happening in Acts uh, in, in the book of Jerusalem in the the church at Jerusalem. But that's all that revival was happening at until God said, "Hey, there's more beyond. There's something beyond these the walls and the city of Jerusalem. But uh, I want you to go out there, and if if you're not going, uh, then." I'm going to send a man named Saul, and he's going to get you to go. Uh, and so sometimes uh, if we ignore the voice of God long enough, something will happen where we finally say, okay, I'll finally do it, right? Sometimes we can be a little bit stubborn in our own flesh, in our own mind, in our own mentality, uh, but ultimately, really, it's because we're comfortable where we're at, Right? Nobody wants to be uncomfortable this, because stepping out of the unknown means we're going to have to get a little bit uncomfortable, do things a little bit differently, and uh, we don't know how it's going to work out, but uh, we like how everything works in our own little circle. But again, if you think about it, that can be like a prison, right? Everything works in a little circle. we got routines, even, even prisons and jails. Everything's a routine, right? Uh, and so we got to be careful with the progress, Don't let it become a prison, but keep on believing and reaching for beyond uh, because we know that there is greater things out there. Amen. May musicians, if you would come. And so uh, we see that the persecution of the church began to cause revival, not just in Jerusalem, but in the uttermost parts of the earth where people began to go and the church began to spread out and uh, the the Holy Ghost went with them and was in them and uh, wherever they went, that's where uh, the gospel began to be preached and more churches were started in other countries and other cultures and uh, we see revival began to break out in other parts of the world simply because uh, that first initial barrier uh, was broken down of this goes beyond Jerusalem, this goes into the other most part of the earth. And then again in Acts chapter 10 we see the, uh, uh, the man with the keys, uh, Peter, uh, the Lord appears to him in a vision about the clean and unclean animals and so that then begins to again shift his mind and thinking uh, that hey, this is this goes beyond the Jewish community. This this gospel, this Holy Ghost is for everybody, whosoever will, whosoever wants it. Uh, and though and then the walls and barriers were broken down, in there and Cornelius and uh, the Gentiles uh, began to receive the Holy Ghost and uh, were filled and baptized in Jesus' name. How do they know they received the Holy Ghost? Because they heard him speak with tongues, as, as chapter 10 tells us. And so if you haven't spoken in tongues, uh, you, God's got something for you beyond your experience. We're not saying you're in a bad person or in a bad place. But hey, we're saying if there's more available, do you want more? And let me tell you, there's always more available with God. There's always something for you no matter how long or how much you know. God is still ready to give you something beyond Uh, what you already experience and have right now amen and then in Acts chapter 19 we see some good good people good disciples of John the Baptist as Paul encounters them he says have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed and they says no we haven't we haven't received we don't even know of a Holy Ghost what is this you're talking about and how are you baptized well under John's uh, baptism unto repentance, and and Peter or, or Paul didn't say, "Well, you're a bad person." No, he says, "That's great. Let me tell you, there's some, there's a newer version out there. There's a baptism 2.0 out there. You need to update your phone. There's there's even better experiences out there. And that's getting baptized with the Holy Ghost and baptized with fire in Jesus name. And so they believed on him, and they they were baptized, rebaptized in Jesus name. And so it's okay to get rebaptized. Just as long as the second time it's in Jesus' name, right? Because that is the only life-saving name, the only name given among among men whereby we must be saved. And so the disciples of John found out 20-something years later, man, we've been living a good life. They come to find out that there's more out there. Amen. I don't want to be living with my head in the sand and realizing everyone around me is getting blessed and all these things. No. If if there's more out there, which we know there is more available, why shouldn't we just reach for it? Why shouldn't we say, I'm letting go of everything that's holding me back? And hey, we got to go forward in Jesus' name and get a hold of what God has for us beyond where we are right now. And there are precious promises out there, but we got to say, okay. It's good enough here, but I want a little bit more. Does anyone here want a little bit more? Want a little bit more this year to go beyond a deeper dedication, a deeper devotion in God? And, and let me say, uh, as much as we all agree and confess that we want it, I can't, I can't make you have a deeper devotion. I can't make you get up and pray, and I can't make you get up and read the Bible. Uh, if, you, if we want more, it's going to take something deep down inside of us and say, hey, I'm hungry enough. I'm tired of the way things have been. They've been good, but they, after a while they get old. But, hey, let me tell you, there's a deeper level that God is calling all of us to this year, and it's beyond where we are right now, but we got to let go of some things and say, it's good here, but let's reach for greatness. Amen? Let's reach for greatness. Let's stand with me today. As this year begins to kick off, I want to do something that goes beyond these four walls. I believe that beyond is going to be our uh, our, our theme, our, our mindset for this year that, hey, it uh, doesn't matter where we are at, beyond is where it's at. And that means uh, beyond is where further than where we're at right now. Even in six months from now, hey, let's still go beyond. We're not settling here. We're not staying here because beyond is where it's at. And, uh, and if you really begin to think about it, beyond, beyond is kind of limitless, right? You never reach beyond. Because there's always a place beyond that. And that's, that's the mentality that we need to have. Is that we're, we're, we're as good as we are right now. As good as it is right now. As good as God's hand is right now. Let's go beyond that and see what he has in store. So with that said. Two weeks from today. We are going to go beyond these walls. And we are going to have church in a park we're gonna get beyond these walls and say hey i don't know what it's gonna be like but I know that we're going to go beyond here. We're just going to see what God has in store. Let me tell you what. Uh, we're not going to have a projector there. We're not going to have lights, all these things. But hey, the, the projector is not the church. The lights are not the church. These walls are not the church. You know who the church is? The church is you and me. We are the body of Christ. We are the church. And so we're going to go beyond this year. Uh, and and going to start having a service out outside these four walls do I know how it's going to happen? I don't know what it's going to be like calling it praise in the park praise in the park because we're going to we got enough praise in here and we can get things down on the schedule in here and we can have good church in here and that's good but hey i wonder if there's something greater outside what would happen if we start stepping out the doors and say hey god are you going to show yourself strong in this community we're going to step out and believe that hey we're going to give praise not just in here but let's start giving praise in the park let's start going outside the walls of this church because god does not live here. He lives inside of us. So wherever we are, that's where God's going to be. And where two or three going to be gathered, guess what? Two weeks from now in the park, there's going to be people that are gathered there in Jesus' name. And guess what? And the Holy Ghost is going to be there as well. It's going to be a little bit different, but that's okay. We're going to see something that we haven't seen before, but we got to get outside our mindset that, hey, it's not all happening here, but we're going to take it out here. Because not everybody comes in here and so if not everybody comes through these doors we got to take it outside the doors and say hey God lead us out there lead us let us order our steps out there and so I'm believing that uh, we're going to see great things happen in store this year because uh, we're going to take a step of faith we don't got to get all dressed up and uh, obviously we'll be at the park and come, we'll come early at uh, 10 o'clock and, do, and pray and walk around do a prayer walk and just believe and start planting seeds. I believe God's going to bless us. Why? Because we're going beyond here. We're going beyond 11871 Plantation Road. We're going to see hey God, you're God in here. We know you can be God out there in the park. God out there in the city because you're inside of every single one of us and so we're going to start reaching the world, reaching our city and that means we got to go beyond uh, these walls here and so there's we're going to have you got cards out there you can grab you can invite we, we have friends and family day where we invite people here well this is going to be the same thing you want to invite people out to the park hey that's good because we're going to have, we're going to be lifting praise up in the park. We're going to be having a, a word, a, a word of God, and we're going to sing, and we're going to be, we're going to be the church here, but we're also going to be the church out there, right? And, and who knows what's going to happen, but I, I believe we're going beyond, beyond here, beyond into something out there that God's going to do something. We're stepping out of the boat this year and say, hey, let's get away from a routine. Let's get away from good church, and let's start stepping in beyond and See what what the believers can do uh, these signs shall follow them that believe right in my name they're going to cast out devils and speak with new tongues we're going to see things happen if we're willing to step out and go beyond does anyone want to go beyond today come on if you need something in your life why don't you come on down if you if you need a prayer come on down god has something more for you today just step out and take that step of faith And believe and say, God, I want more this year. I want to go beyond this year. No matter how much I know or how much I've experienced, Jesus has something for you today. Let's come on down and seek Him. Let's come on down and and praise Him. Come on, let's come and work in these altars today. Let's worship Him together. We're believing for more. We're going to step out into the unknown and go beyond. Come on, let's come and pray. Let's come and worship. Let's come and minister to someone let God use you today if you haven't prayed for anybody this could be your year where you start ministering to somebody else come on, will you do that we already have somebody want to get baptized today if you want to get baptized in Jesus name it's a good day because you're not alone today come on down come on down and seek the face of God we're not staying here we're going beyond this year in 2024 come on, let's go church let's worship Him together
1: Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let him turn it in your favor.
0: Things are good, but we don't want to Let be satisfied pay. with good.
1: We'll watch him work I want more. I want more good. from you, Lord. Hallelujah, come on. Let's begin to pray. Started.
0: Let's minister to others.
1: Hallelujah. Help when us, Jesus. Come on, God's not done.
0: He's just getting started this year. So
1: hello peace, hello joy, hello love, hello strength, hello hope. It's a new horizon. Hello peace, hello peace, Hallelujah. hello joy, hello
0: love. Come on, let's pray.
1: Pray for somebody.
0: We're gonna speak a new promises. Horizon. Good things in their life that God's gonna do.
1: Let Him turn it in your favor, and you can watch Him work. This is not